Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where we discuss the technical and people side of safety. Safety should be your primary leadership tool for discovering more about your people and culture. Your host is Dr. Mark French, also known as the Safety Dude. Mark is a credentialed, experienced, and passionate professional with experience in automotive, food, chemical, nuclear, e-commerce, and energy sectors. He is going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety based on industrial and organizational psychological theories. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in people management and how they impact our everyday workplace. Welcome to this episode of the Leading and Learning Through Safety Podcast. Hey, it's good to have you. I am your host, Mark, and I am so happy you've joined me for this episode as we talk through all those things safety-related, all those things that bring up leadership and how we treat people and how we work with people to assure their safety, to assure that they're empowered, to ensure that they're led in a way that is, I guess, morally the right thing to do. So for this episode, I found a very interesting article. This one here from the Insurance Journal, and of course I will put that in the link of my Facebook page. Hope you'll jump over to the TSDA Consulting Facebook page or to my LinkedIn page. And there'll be a link in there with this podcast for this news article if you want to read it. But this one comes from the Insurance Journal, and it's from January 11th. And what it states is that there's a federal workplace safety investigation of a 15-year-old. This was a 15-year-old worker who unfortunately died from working as a fence installer. So the person worked for a very small company that uh, installed fences. And evidently the item, there was an illegally, and that's what I is interesting in the wording here, an illegally modified loader. And they also failed to provide adequate training and somehow led to a fatality in the workplace. The fines were set at $20,000. The company has yet to respond to those fines and what they'll do about it. I found this really interesting because there's a lot of studies about young workers and there's a lot of studies around training and the effectiveness of training. That's actually something I studied as I was interested in how I could be a better trainer because in many organizations, if you're given time for safety training, it's the minimum. They don't generally want to go above and beyond. They want to make it as lean as possible and they want to try to keep it neat and tidy. I remember one time uh, a director of operations just basically, you will shorten safety training by 30 minutes because it's just too long. Okay, well, how do you expect me to cover that information? Doesn't matter. Figure it out. Cut it by 30 minutes. And truly, our orientation was 90 minutes long. It was not that long. And yet, 
hey, I had to figure out how to speed it up. Ultimately, I left, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't, don't really play around with things like that if I can possibly help it. What's interesting here, though, is the illegally modified equipment. There was somebody who knew that was modified. I doubt the 15-year-old knew the difference between a normal loader and a modified loader. And I think this is what I want to explore during this podcast this week is this idea of young workers and the impression that we give them in safety, that even if it's a small crew, you're bringing someone on, this may have been his their first job ever, and even if this hadn't happened, they learned some very interesting habits. They might go to another work site and see a different loader and go, oh, well, there's things missing, or this is different. We did this, and it was okay, so why don't we do it again? That expectation, that training, and that, that's not verbal training, which he received zero training, which is one, first of all, terrible, to bring someone on, even from an outside area, into a new workplace. They need to understand the workplace. They need to understand what they've come into and what they're working with. In this case, a new worker, new industry, maybe first job ever, given their age, 15 years old. I can't even fathom the idea of a 15-year-old losing their life on the job because of a lack of training and an illegally modified piece of equipment it's it doesn't feel like that should be something we should be talking about in the united states this doesn't feel like something that we should be talking about that happens and unfortunately probably more regularly than we think and it just it doesn't make the headlines that this wasn't important enough to make national headlines it was in an insurance journal which i enjoy an insurance journal most people are not flipping on the tv and looking for that kind of information though it's disappointing to think about someone coming to the workforce brand new not understanding safety not understanding the work not understanding the principles and losing their life because they were not trained They were not guided, and they were actually shown how to do it unsafe. It makes me wonder how long the other workers, probably the more senior, probably adult workers, had been doing it wrong to get it done faster, or to get it done because the boss told us to, or any other threats that may have come from the organization to make them want to work in a way that they knew was unsafe for them to let a young worker see them do it that way, to let them see a young worker do it in a way that would be unsafe, to allow the young worker to try it, and then to realize that they're, they were adults and they probably had some learning, some skill, some ability in their past that helped them work safely. It helped them find the ways around, like we see that it's unsafe, we have experience, we have life knowledge that are going to help prepare us to avoid that dangerous situation because we just inherently know it's dangerous because we're older, we've seen it, we've experienced it. They put someone into the place, the young worker into it, 
and never thought that they don't have the same experience. They don't have the same life knowledge. They have nothing that's protecting them other than the people around them, hopefully educating them. And of course, I mean, I'm not by no means blaming the, the other workers there. The company is fully at fault. When If this is exactly how it is, they provided no training. They provided illegal equipment. I mean, let's, that's crazy. But the young person didn't have that life experience. And right there, they made the mistake that others were like, oh, I just knew not to do that. I just knew not to do it. And they lost their life. That, that is fundamentally why we do training. That is fundamentally why it's a law that we have to do new hire training is to teach about those hazards, how to overcome them, how to report them, how that we will address them as an organization. That's This is senseless, and this is sad, and there's a real root cause, and it's a real leadership issue, and it's systemic. There's a lot of, there's a lot that of companies and organizations that do it right, and then there's companies like this that make the rest of us look terrible because of what they're doing. So in the second half of the podcast, I want to deep dive training and I want to deep dive that impression a little bit more. So more podcast is the leading in learning through safety podcast more in just a moment. It's time to rehumanize the workplace. Having the means and methods to engage and empower your team is more important than ever. Fortunately, TSD Amalgamated is here for you. They focus on better understanding your organization's culture through team building, safety auditing, personal assessments, leadership training, and compliance-based systems. Their staff has the training, knowledge, and experience to help you achieve safety compliance and beyond. Visit tsdamalgamated.com for more information. Welcome back to the second half of our Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and again, glad you've joined me. Thank you for that. We're talking about the Insurance Journal article about a fencing contractor. A 15-year-old was working around a piece of equipment that was illegally modified. No personal protective equipment, no training, no protection whatsoever, and lost their life a 15-year-old on a work site around equipment, tools, dangerous situations with no knowledge and no training and no help, essentially. This is such a terrible, terrible tragedy, and it happens way too frequently. There's some really interesting studies out there. I've talked about them before of looking at young people in their very first jobs, whether it be at fast food, whether it be wherever that young people can get a, a job in their first time, that is when they're most impressionable and they're not getting the training they need. So imagine if you were to go to your first job and the first thing is you get a safety orientation. You're taught about OSHA. You're taught about your rights. You're shown the right way to do things. And then Hopefully, there's an older mentor that shows you around, helps guide you through what you're going to be doing. And honestly, it doesn't take long in most cases. It could be simple and short and concise, but it has to be consistent and it has to be done. In this case, this person never knew. I had a very interesting training experience uh, at a job where I was doing safety orientation as 
most safety people do. That's one of our key things is training. And safety orientation for new hires is always top of the list. You get to meet the new people. You get to set the standard. You get to tell them about what we do at the place. It, it's usually pretty good. And mine are, I try my best to make it relevant. Am I perfect? No. Because honestly, I've been through enough safety orientations. I've taught enough of them that, and if you've sat through it, and if you've been working for companies that whenever you do that refresher training or you're first hired in, it does get a little boring. I'm, I'll be the first to admit that it's not the most exciting content if you've heard it numerous times. <laughs> you're going to hear about Hascom. You're going to hear about lockout. You're going to hear about confined spaces. You're going to hear about incident reporting and how we do it. And you're going to hear some of the regulatory language around it because you're supposed to talk about that. I did a training, and mostly there were senior people, people who had had jobs before. We weren't hiring new people, like people who'd never had a job. We were looking for experienced people. And I did my typical safety training. And afterward, and this is not to pat myself on the back because I'm not doing anything that any other good safety, I've met a lot of really fantastic safety professionals that if they had been in the same situation as me, they would have got the same language. And you may have heard this too from somebody, and I hope you have, because it's a, it was a really fun message. He comes up to me after the training and he goes, I've worked for company one, two, and three for years each as a fork truck operator. And this is the first time I heard this, this, and this. And one of it was about bloodborne pathogens. I mean, I did a simple, hey, unless you're on the first aid team, you don't need to touch it. You need to make sure that if you see someone getting cut, here's how you find our first responders. Here's how you communicate to them. It was something as simple as that. They'd never heard that talk before. They'd never heard about their their diligence in avoiding bloodborne pathogens or the hazards of, I mean, even an incidental cut on a production line that might require a Band-Aid we still want to make sure it's cleaned up the right way and you're not just running through it. It amazed me that he had had that many years of experience and never heard some of the, that was just one of the safety topics, but never heard some of the other safety topics that we talked about in the training. And it made me, it reminded me that when I go into that training, I have to treat it regardless of what I think the capabilities of the team is I have to go into it with the enthusiasm. I have to go into it with the knowledge. I have to go into it with the belief that I'm going to impart some knowledge on someone that some of it may be a little dry. Absolutely. They may have heard the same message a hundred times. Hopefully they haven't heard it a hundred times from me on that day. Maybe I can mix it up enough, even year to year, to try to bring something a little bit different. And then that was part of my doctoral research was looking at how as safety trainers, how do you keep people engaged? How do you keep it meaningful when you don't have the resources, when you don't have the time, when you're forced to just do a lecture or you just have to get it in there? What are you doing to keep your team engaged and interested? And a lot of safety people say the same things. We're doing all we can to keep it interesting, to keep it fresh. We add new pictures. We try to add some humor. We try to add some realism. We try to put those things in place so that when you first enter our workplace or you're getting refreshed on your rights and, and the company's responsibilities towards safety, you understand it. And that's leadership. And fundamentally, that is empathy and leadership because we care enough about someone 
to make sure that we're going to keep covering the same topic legally, and we're going to try our best to make it interesting and relevant. And in this case, someone lost their life, a young, young person lost their life because someone modified a piece of equipment, didn't want to do any training. And because this person had zero life experience, most likely in a workplace like that, they ended up in a situation that they didn't know how to handle and they didn't walk away from it. (sighs) Unbelievable. And so when we look at training and we look at how are you training young people as if you know you have to know you're one of the let me take one step back i'm stumbling (laughs) one of the findings of my research was that you have to know your audience a little bit you have to realize hey i'm getting a group of new hires well what's the demographic of your new hires what's their experience level um maybe even if you have any inclination are we hiring experienced people or do we have a mix of people that are first job, people who are have some experience. And that can be as easy as like, hey, how many of you have one year of experience? How many of you are 10 years of experience? And you can play some games to get that information, but it helps you tailor your message better to what they're doing. And sometimes if there's people in there with a lot of experience, you can even ask them like, hey, tell me, I bet you know about lockout, tagout. What's your take on it? Tell me about it. Especially if you have one of those that are having fun with you and, and kind of joking around, they can help teach the class even. I think that's a powerful message, but we have to first care about who's in the room. And then we have to tailor the message to those who we're talking to. It seems simple, but just the fact of getting people in a training for some organizations is a huge thing. So if you're even trying any of these, you're leading the curve. And I thank you for that. And I'm right there with you. So I really appreciate you joining me on this episode of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Join me on the web at DrSafetyDude11 on Twitter. There's my LinkedIn page, my Facebook page. Reach out. I'd love to connect with you online. And until next time we chat, stay safe. listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Join the online conversation at www.markafrench.com. All opinions expressed on the podcast are solely attributed to the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice. This has been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.